I thought of the idea. I was like, okay, what if I ran across every borough? And then it gives like every like person and crew uh, in each borough a chance to come out, like run and support and be a part of this whole thing. Cause it links together all five boroughs. It links together the city. It's one thing and uh, we can raise money for this great cause. And, and we did it, man. Uh, it ended up turning out, we've raised almost two and a half million uh, meals so far. And I think there's about 1.1 uh, food insecure people within New York City. So it's almost like we've raised almost like two meals per person. So pretty rad. Hello, podcast world. Welcome to episode 26 of Run Chats with Ron Runs NYC. I'm stoked to share New York City running legend David Kilgore's story to kick off 2021. David has rock star run creds, having the unique experience of running for three elite schools, Colorado, Florida, and Oklahoma State. He excels from 5K up to 100 miles and competed for the U.S. team at the 50K Trail and Ultra World Championships in Portugal in 2019. What makes David so endearing is his easygoing surfer chill vibe. But don't be fooled by that. He's also been known to hurdle barriers on the FDR in Orchard Street runners races with no prize money on the line and finish trail races bleeding all over the course. In other words, my kind of guy. During the pandemic, David stepped up with two huge fundraising campaigns, running 100 miles for the first time, getting scorched in the Florida heat, raising over 20K for frontline workers and engaging his employer at On Running in the campaign to provide shoes to nurses and docs on the front line and help out the running stores he has a relationship with. Most recently, David ran 73 miles in all five boroughs to provide two and a half million meals for the New York City Food Bank. Bravo, David. He engaged with his followers on Facebook and IG Live and appeared on ESPN and CNN. David's joy for life is truly infectious, and his ability to rally the run community for greater causes is truly epic. It's not only the most fun I've had on a run chat, but so damn inspiring. So let's dive on in and take a listen. David Kilgore, welcome to Run Chats with Ron Runs NYC, man. It's so great to have you on and good to see you, man. Thanks, man. I really appreciate it. Thanks for having me on. Hey, my pleasure, man. Hey, how was your Christmas yesterday? How, how did the day go? Man, it was great. Uh, I got to spend lots of good times with the, the friends and the family. So definitely, definitely can't complain. And I'm uh, actually down in Florida right now. So really enjoying that warm weather, even though we had a little bit of a cold front come through, but I can't, can't complain too much to the rest of the world in the snow. What about you? Yeah, I just was up in uh, North Jersey. My mom and my brothers live up in Sparta, cold weather country. Uh, just hanging with them for a little bit, getting used to the 10 degree temps again, which I used to, when I lived up there, you know, many, many moons ago. Now I'm, you know, right outside the city. So yeah, I, I can I can dig on the warm weather escape that you're getting ready to go on. So David's uh, getting ready to rock a little Puerto Rico trip. So we can all be a little jealous. Yeah. Yeah, man. I'm, uh, I'm pumped to go down there with a like, small group of friends and we're just going to kick it, ride some waves and run some trails. So it should be, should be a good time. Nice. Nice. So a little surfing too. All right. You got a, we got an extra bonus going on, right? Yeah. Without a doubt. Living that outdoor adventure life. So, um, I thought it'd be great to have you on to talk about some of the amazing charitable running endeavors that you've uh, put together this year. You had the 100 miler earlier in the year at the front end of the pandemic and, and re most recently your 73 miler amongst the five barrels in New York. Before that, just can you give everybody just a little quick overview on who you are? I mean, in the New York City, you know, legendary running status, super, super well known. But for podcast people who maybe don't follow you yet on Instagram or really aren't aware of your story, just a little bio on what you what you've been up to. Much appreciated, man. Yeah. So uh, my background, I feel like, is uh, pretty pretty extensive in a lot of different areas of, of running. Uh, started running when I was in like, middle school, like uh, high school, kind of built up my ranks. We grew up down here in Florida. Um, that's why I'm down here visiting my family and stuff for the holidays. Got to go to some pretty prestigious colleges, um, hopped around quite a bit. I went to the University of Colorado for three years, finished up at the University of Florida, and then went to grad school at Oklahoma State University. Um, and then now I feel like I've just been doing an, an array of things, uh, from, from short distance road races to, to marathoning, to long trails and ultras. 
um, out in some pretty remote spots. Um, so yeah, I got a whole range of running, just trying to try to keep it interesting. And, um, this year I got to, to give back a lot more through running too. So I've been pretty stoked on that. Yeah. That's a lot to be stoked about. And, um, not many people could say they've run for one great university like that for three. I mean, that is some pretty epic, uh, running adventures right there, running for the buffs, running for the Gators and at Oklahoma state, but that is three like amazing schools to run for. So your running creds are amazing. And, um, the range of your running is what's most impressive. I mean, from, you know, your early high school days where you were running like sub 15, five Ks and, and crushing super fast times and, uh, all the way through to the marathon. And I think you ran for, uh, the U S team, the U S national team at 50 K, right. If I'm not mistaken last year. Yeah, man, that's right. Yeah. I, uh, I jumped out and, uh, I was, we, we raced out in Portugal for, for the U S championships. And I also got to jump onto a, a six hour team as well. So, um, a few times repping the USA Jersey, but it's been pr- pretty, been a pretty rad ride so far. That's totally sweet. Rocking the red, white, and blue, man. It's got to give you some goosebumps, man. When you throw throw that on for the first time, right? Without a doubt. Yeah. Eagles flying overhead and everything. We got it. We got it going on. Yeah. And what was the course like on the 50 K, the one that you ran uh, for the U S for? Man, it was, it was great. I loved it. It was definitely like really rough and technical and pretty adventurous, but yeah, solid elevation throughout the course. It was like really like jungly, like, uh, it was off into like more central, uh, Portugal, uh, but yeah, like, so we were climbing stairs, very green we're running through like, like tunnels, like through like streams and water down, like really steep, like rooty sections. But it, it was just such a, such a cool adventure. Um, kind of like running through that stuff. And that's kind of like more of my vibe. I love it when it's like a little bit, uh, a little bit more adventurous, I guess on the run and, uh, definitely gets me excited. So it was, it was really cool. So I think you'd like the JFK 50. It's I, honestly knowing enough about your own running creds and, um, you know, your speed and your wheels, but also your ability to grind. The first 15 and a half is all single track, gnarly, rooty, uh, just, just really technical stuff, super technical. And you get all your elevation in the first 15 and a half. So that's where the race is really, really made. You got to get off the AT and be in one piece and not get banged up too much. Cause man, I was bleeding all over the fucking place from that thing, man. Oh, Knees, man. shins, ankles, man. I went down hard as shit. Um, but I didn't buy the farm. I got back up. And then from there, you actually run 26.4 on the CNO canal, which is basically like kind of gravelly, like the, when you're up at the bridle, you know, but on the flat parts of the bridle when you're up there. So you, you could just crush that section. And in the last eight and a half, you go onto country roads, which are really rolling. So it's got some hills late, um, for anybody who's got anything left in them to, to stretch it out. And Walmsley, and some of the guys have rocked it there over the years and run some great time. So you should definitely check that out. Consider checking that out for next year. Yeah, man. I'll definitely have to put that on the docket for 2021. It sounds, I mean, it sounds super rad. I've only heard, uh, I've heard some things in passing for sure about the race. So uh, I've only heard great, great things. Uh, did you run it this past year? I did. I did. Yeah. And um, I had come off, I know just, I listened to you on uh, Runners of New York City with uh, with Chris and Leanne, and I heard heard you talking about your bike crash. And I was like, well, we're kindred souls, brother, man, because I've taken some bad wrecks on my bike, like seriously broken, you know, everything, you know, face smashed to smithereen. So you're talking about bleeding and all this stuff. I was just, I was dying, like listening to the pod. I was like, man, I got, I got you, man. I feel you. And they're like, then you're at your other running trail thing where you're like smashed your head and they're like stapling you up. Oh man. So I, I definitely respect the, uh, that, that warrior vibe, but I had a bad crash in central park and, um, I, it was only two months of the day for JFK 50 and I hadn't been able to run more than 13 miles. Cause you know, after a concussion like that, they're telling you, you know, you can't run and you know, you're dizzy. So I was just proud to get the hell down there and rock it and finish it up. And it was sweet. And I was running for, uh, you know, I do a lot of stuff for ribs, Tommy rivers, man, legendary dude so in legendary. the ultra community. So he's, he's a total badass. So that was cool. And I'm going to do my, um, I'm going to do my first hundred in April. So Heck I yeah, definitely, definitely going to be getting some tips from you, man. We, we'll roll some miles for sure. And, uh, you give me some tips cause we got I'm to. just, and, uh, I also heard you talking about that hundred. So this would be a good point to kind of jump into that. Cause that was your first big charitable endeavor that you did early in the year. Was that like March, April-ish kind of time frame? Yeah, man. Yeah. Right on. Uh, we, uh, we did it right late March, beginning of April. And where did the idea for that come? I mean, obviously, you know, you're, you're a 
Florida rooted. I mean, that's where you grew up. You know, that's where you you got your start. But now you're like a New Yorker, man. We've adopted you, and you know, you're part of the community, man. You know, you got the Lost Boys and NYAC and running OSR events and all of it. So you know, you're full full fledged NYC at this point. But where did you get the idea to you know get the hundred? off the ground. And I know you partnered with on who you work for and stuff like that. So talk a little about that one first before we roll over to the 73 mile one that you did most recently. No, man, thank you so much. And I, I, I'll take that with a badge of honor, getting uh, done with uh, uh, NYC credibility. Thank you so much. But, but yeah, man. So when, when I came down here uh, originally, when the, when the pandemic was like first kind of like popping off uh, me and my girlfriend traveled down to Florida um, cause we just thought like, we honestly didn't, I'm sure like everybody, we didn't realize the like severity of everything. And we're like, okay, like if anything, like we'll be down here for like, like a few weeks, kind of like, there was like some like hearsay about like New York was going to get fully like shut down. And we're like, okay, well like spend a little time, get to see the family a little bit and all that. Um, so things started getting like wiped off the race calendar. And my, my buddy who's actually in uh, New York city as well, Brendan Clark, he's a photographer. And we just started like thinking of ideas, like, what can we do? We want to like work on some projects, um, like while we're both down here together. And so we just started thinking of an idea and, um, and I first, I was like, Hey, I really wanted to run a hundred miles this year. That was like kind of like my main goal of my race. And then I started thinking of a way I was like, this would be like really cool. Like if when I ran the hundred miles, maybe I could get people to like, jump in like on a live feed with like Instagram live and get people just kind of like everybody starting to have to stay inside. I feel like this would be like a way to create a lot of energy and a lot of excitement. People can just like work out along with me, like when they're inside, just hang out and like talk, maybe see some sites or even go for some miles if they're allowed outside themselves. And I thought that would just be like a really like fun, engaging way um, to kind of do everything. And I feel like the the idea just kept like elaborating as, uh, as the days like went on. And then I was like, okay, like, well, if a lot of people are like joining me, I was like, maybe I can think of like some way to like, uh, kind of like give back if people are like there and have like, a like a lot of people, a lot of eyes uh, on this. And so I thought about it just cause I was also at the time I was a, a local, uh, shoe rep. So I, I managed a lot of accounts in New York city, uh, Long Island, um, New Jersey, PA, um, and such. So I was like, you know, what? like a lot of these, these stores are struggling right now and it would be really, really rad to be able to, to raise money, give back and buy product from that store and then give that product directly to like frontline, like medical workers and frontline workers in general. So that's kind of how it all turned out. And honestly, like it turned out way better than I, uh, that I thought like within like the first, first day, I think that we launched, we raised like a few thousand dollars. And I was like, I was like, holy cow, this is like wild. I was like, this is like my top goal right now. <laughs> we like reached it already. So, uh, it's pretty, pretty awesome. I absolutely love it because it, there's so many people in life, David, you know, I got the advantage of being the older dude, man. So I've been around, you know, I've been around a lot more circles of the earth and, you know, so many people in life, they just, they keep wanting to perfect this fucking idea and make it so perfect. And, you know, they just keep breaking it down. And meanwhile, they don't ever actually do anything. You know, they don't actually get off the mark and actually get off the couch and say, I'm doing this. I don't, you didn't have all the answers, man. You didn't have some perfectly fleshed out plan where you had all these connections in to charitable community and all this stuff. You kind of figured it out as you went along. And as it went along, it got bigger and bigger and it brought more money in and it helped on a multi to the levels. I mean, so you helped healthcare workers, frontline healthcare workers, you know, they're getting some, you know, some comfortable shoes and whatnot for their feet while they're on their feet, you know, working 12 and 15 hour shifts. And I work in healthcare tech. So I know a lot about that space. I actually ran 10 marathons in 10 weeks myself and delivered meals like food. That's what Holy I did. Yeah, so the, as I got the food and doing a GoFundMe page like you, I just, I ended up delivering most of the food myself. I mean, you couldn't Amazing. see anybody. You couldn't see anybody because you can't go in, you know, it's not safe, but somebody come out and meet you and they'd sign for it. And, you know, they'd be like so excited and they'd write you a note and send you cards. And it's like the best feeling in the whole world. So what you did is you you never even run a hundred miles. So that's, what's like totally more badass. Like it's one thing to say, you know, I'm going to run 10 marathons in 10 weeks. Like I didn't know, I, I thought I was going to do six in six weeks because I had run all the majors the year before. And I just thought like people know me for doing that. So they know if they know me for doing that and I try to do that, maybe they'll be more inclined to like dip into the wallet and help out. And healthcare workers deserve our love and respect. So that was my idea, but your idea, like you're trying to do a hundred miles. You haven't even done a hundred miles before. I mean, that's like insane. And by the way, you did it in Florida where, 
It's probably like 90 degrees in the middle of the day. So you had to be like freaking melting out there. I mean, what the hell kind of conditions were you running in? Because I know it's literally an entire day endeavor. Bro, yeah, I got I got scorched. <laughs> out there. I didn't even I honestly didn't even like think about that too much either. Like I was like, oh, this is like cool. Like I've run here like a thousand times. There's like some trails. And as I was like running along on those trails and the day like progressed, I mean, it was like 90 plus degrees like all day with like just like a blue sky, like not a cloud in the sky. And as the day like progressed, I was like thinking, I was like, oh my God, I never realized how like thin there's just like these trails are made up of like thin tall like pine trees with like no shade cover at all. zero like, cover even when, <laughs> even when i'm in the trail which i thought i was gonna get some relief i was like getting no relief yeah but oh yeah, my god that's so epic i mean but it's again it just shows like you're willing to just throw it down and do it like you're not sitting there mapping out some perfect course for yourself man you just went out there and did it and i think that's what's endearing as hell i know it is to me and the people who follow you it's endearing as hell to me because the people who are willing to put themselves out there for a cause bigger than themselves it's a good thing man you're doing something in the community and people appreciate it and respect it and, you know, much love for it. And, you know, I know you brought a lot of money in, you know, it wasn't a small amount. It was like, what was, what was the total amount in the end? Cause I know it was a big number. Yeah, man. No, I appreciate that. Like, yeah, at the, at the very end, I think we ended up around like $21,000 <laughs> and, uh, which was, yeah, like way beyond, <laughs> uh, what, what I thought we were going to raise. Um, and we also ended up like on, uh, ended up like, coupling that with uh, a lot more shoes to donate as well just to like add on to the the charity so it, it was super awesome i was uh, i was so pumped that is i mean it's it's so epic and it just shows you like for all the negativity we've all had to endure in 2020 and so much news of so much death and loss and and economic loss and restaurants closing and just the, the business impact which is just it's awful man it's gonna have an impact for years to come there is always good that can be done. And that's, you know, the kind of information I just try to push out there to the people in my world, my life, my son who just graduated college. Like there's always something you can do. You can get up and do something. I mean, he's a, he's a uh, pianist, mu uh, musical major, and uh, he's music director of a church and, and plays organ and, and piano. And he's just did all these free concerts for like the last month for singing Christmas carols and stuff that at churches so cool. and at nursing homes and end of life places. And, you know, like, you know, there's 70 people on a page, but there's 70 people who got a chance to feel good about themselves for an hour because he was willing to put himself out there and do something that he's not making any money at. You know, you got up and went out and never ran anywhere close to a hundred. If I'm not mistaken, when I was listening again to, uh, you know, runners of NYC, I think 70 was your longest run that you had done before that. So it's not like you just went out there, you know, you're going out there running a hundred miles, man. And uh, so I know you had Brendan there, like kind of his crew, like shooting. Was anybody, were you able to get some people to like rock a decent amount of miles with you or pretty much you were just like basically rolling 90 degrees most of the time by yourself yeah man so I, I exactly what you're saying too and i mean that's so awesome what your son's doing that it's like super incredible and uh, uh i think that's all part of it you know like reaching out and like I, maybe he had 70 people but i think it's like one of those things too you know like he brought joy to those 70 people and i think it turns into that domino effect you know like uh people will feel that joy and that passion that love and they continue to pass it on and spread it so that's super super rad um but yeah man for for the hundred i uh I did actually get to, to spend a lot of time with people, um, at least virtually. Uh, I think I only had one, uh, one buddy that I, that I grew up with, uh, actually pop out. Um, he just like showed up on a bridge somewhere in town and, uh, came, came out, uh, which was super rad. Uh, but just because like at the time we were definitely trying to like, uh, definitely like help like preach, I guess, like a, a bit more like social distancing, um, but I had a ton, ton of virtual support as well. And, uh, it was, it was incredible. And I think honestly, at like mile, I think it was around mile 30. Um, I had just like gone through the marathon and everything and I, I wasn't feeling like just like super spry, but like, I was just like, kind of like clicking along. And, uh, I got a call from, for one of my friends, Seth in Georgia. And we, and we talked for like, like five miles. And I got off the phone and I remember like running back up to the, to the van. Um, so in the van that was driving around, following me around and crewing me was, uh, Brendan, uh, my girlfriend, Molly, and then my mom actually as well. Um, and they were just like throwing me snacks and make sure I was like all like suntan, suntan lotioned up and all that stuff. And, uh, <laughs> so I was, I was ready to rock and roll, but yeah, I, I remember running back up to the van and I was like, I was like, you know what? Like, seriously, I was like, 
people are the most like important thing in the entire world. Like this is like so remarkable. Like I was, I was feeling like a tiny bit down just now. And like, I just ran like five miles with Seth and like, I was like, I feel like on top of the world right now. I was like, this is like the coolest thing. And I was like, there's not a more special thing in the world than people. And that's what this is all about too. You know, it, it's, it's such a great, um, because it's a hundred miles and like just the concept of that, like people, like when I told my family, you know, we're just hanging out Christmas next morning, Christmas morning, this morning. And they're just like looking, going like, that's like driving all the way down the Garden State Parkway. They're coming up with all the things in their head. They know it's a hundred miles. Like, you think you can make it that far? I'm like, I have no fucking idea if I can make it that far. None. Like when I finished 50, I was like done. I was like, I wasn't sitting around going, oh yeah, I could do more. But like anything else, when you first ran a marathon, you didn't think you could run a marathon. And when you first ran 13, you didn't think, you, you know, it's like anything else out there. You just don't know. So in the course of a hundred or a 50 or any long race, like to have that moment, whether it's coming through an aid station in an ultra on a trail run, or to have that moment where maybe somebody connects with you, you were able to catch up with Seth on the phone for five miles. Like it can take you from your blackest hole, your darkest spot. Like I'm not going to go anymore to all of a sudden you're rejuvenated, you know? So that's sweet, man, that you were able to tap into, you know, that stuff as you were, as you were rolling along. Yeah, man, a, a thousand percent. I, I completely agree. And yeah, it's, uh, I mean, you could totally do a hundred as well, my dude. Like, uh, <laughs> I, I'm stoked to see that in 2021. I feel it. I feel it in your cards. It's going down. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, it's pretty remarkable. I think, uh, the, the, the energy that people can create, uh, in everybody else's lives. And, uh, and then also, yeah, I think I have that same recollection all the time. I think, I mean, even on shorter runs, I'll run 10 miles and I have to get back in my car and I like drive home or something. And I'm like, like, oh my God, this is kind of far. I was like, I just ran this, you know? <laughs> it is honestly, I think it's one of the, it's one of the cooler things about our community. Like particularly when you, I would say like when you make that jump, you can get, become more of a trail runner and get into the ultra community. You just realize that you can go so much further and it's not even a matter of how fast you're going or anything to do with that. I mean, I think I have as much or more respect for people who are out running a six hour marathon, you know, than somebody who's rocking a two fifteen or something because their day is over so quickly and sure they're in pain and they're hurting, but they're not out there for three times as long, right. Or four times as long. So they, it's just, it's just, it's so much more. So I know um, towards the end, there's a great story in the hundred before we go into the 73. Like what happened towards the end of that? Just in case, you know, anybody who's going to listen to this pod for the first time doesn't know you and doesn't know the story. You got to tell the story of what happened at the end, at the end of the hundred. Yeah, man. So we're basically, we we're running through. So we started at the, at the very beginning of the route. Um, the whole route basically was, uh, almost a run through. I mean, it actually ended up being perfect. It was a run through every single route that I grew up running. So it was, it was pretty cool and pretty nostalgic, but by the time I got to the last route, it's down this, uh, this ranch out in Vieira, Florida. So we start, we start going out there probably close to like 85 down. Uh, we get out on this dirt road that I was like, Oh, like they closed the gates and everything. So my girlfriend Molly jumped on a bicycle, had like a backpack and she was going to ride. It's basically out through like cow fields and everything. So very like rideable, like on a mountain bike. And, uh, but the, the van couldn't follow anymore because like, Oh, they're going to lock us in here. So then the van stays back. Uh, we go way out to this, uh, basically it's like through down this like long country dirt road out into these cow fields, all the way out into the cow fields. And it leads to this like swamp in this marsh. And there's like a two mile, uh, loop through this like, like jungly forest in there. And then you just come back the same way. And basically I go out, Molly stops before I go into the forest. I just do the two mile like loop by myself, come back out. Uh, we're heading back. Molly gets a call. And I think I'm at like mile like 91 or something at this point. And Molly gets a call and they're like, the, the Duda ranch called the cops uh, on us. And they're like, you have to come back like right now. Like you're going to get like arrested like and all this stuff. And so then I'm like telling Molly, I was like, I was like, dude, you got to tell them that like, yeah, we're not that far away. Cause I think, uh, it ended up being like when we were going to get back, it was like, I think we we're like five or six miles away. I was like, that might be like, seem like sort of fast, like, but I'm like 91 miles into this thing. I was like, it's going to take like an hour, an hour and a half. Like I was like, tell them that it's not going to be quick if they want to hang out there, you know? Um, and basically, yeah, we get back and, um, the cops like sitting there waiting. There was like this, like very angry, like, like country guy, like on the side of the road, uh, uh, 
basically like very, very upset that we were like out on this ranch. And um, yeah, the cop was just like super rad, man. He was like, so he was like on our side, like so hard. He was like, I am so sorry. He's like, you have to like fill out all this paper paperwork right now. Like I come out of this road, you know, like I'm like, super tan and like sunburned and like emaciated from like the day because i don't even think this guy believed that like someone was actually out there running 100 miles because that's what the people in the van my mom and brendan were telling this guy and um and then yeah so i had to fill out all this paperwork and uh basically yeah i just i'm I'm never supposed to go back to that ranch again technically I think I think that cemented the legendary status for lifetime legendary status for sure because I remember seeing a photo of the dude it was like he looked like he was out of chips you know in the uniform you know like he looked like the state trooper dude and you know there's the car on the side of the road I'm just like no this is that's the kind of thing that would happen to me except I probably would have got locked up you know I would have said the wrong thing and I'd be like dude you're we're putting the cuffs on your ass man you're coming downtown you know you you figured out the way to be nice to the guy and, and worked a nice angle but man God bless and, you know, so at any point, you know, so that was like really late. So you've, you've probably figured you're going to get it done at that point. You know, was there any point out there where you're just like, oh no, what have I done? I'm never going to finish this. Or you just, you knew you had to get it done. You had your crew there with you. Like, what, what were you feeling like through the course of the day? Yeah, man, I was definitely, I was definitely a little shook on that, on that first call at 91 miles. Um, cause I was like, I was like, this is going to be crazy. Cause I knew I wasn't going to finish by the time I got to the gate. I knew I was going to be at like 97. I was like, if I get arrested with like three miles to go, I'm going to like lose my mind. Yeah. Um, but yeah, actually, man, throughout the whole day, it was, uh, I was like, definitely like pretty, pretty high and like scorched throughout the day. So there was definitely like some, there was definitely some low points, but honestly, I felt like pretty like, I guess like confident and like within myself, um, just because I, I, I told myself, uh, as soon as I like, committed to doing this, especially cause it was like, you know, like for like a charitable cause and I was just doing it out there, going out there to do it for, th- for this cause. Um, I was like, no matter what, I was like, I'm going to finish this thing. Like whether it takes me like 50 hours and I'm out here just like chugging through days at a time, or I was like, or if I like finish it in like 13 hours and just like blaze through this thing, you know, like, and um, and yeah, so I was, I was like pretty, I guess, like, um, committed in my mind, like just like locked in, like, I was like, this is going to be, this is going to be good. And I feel like I was pretty confident and like, even pretty like spry, uh, to, to my whole crew the whole day besides at 87, I remember that mile. I don't know why, but, uh, Molly, uh, my girlfriend was biking next to me and she was like, and like, I think it was like the first time I said something like bad, she was like, <laughs> she was like, Oh, how are you feeling now? And I was like, this sucks. <laughs> yes. I was like, this sucks. I was like, I was like, I just, I'm like ready to be done. I was like, let's go. Um, but yeah, I, I feel like I got ran back a little up a little bit. So shout out to that guy for calling the cops. Cause after that, I feel like I was rejuvenated a bit in, in a strange, bizarre way. The bizarre <laughs> twist of all time. He probably helped you because yeah. we've all been there, man. Like we've been flipped off by a car, like, you know, blowing the horn and giving us the F bomb or, or a cyclist cuts us off in central park when I'm dead, when I have nothing left of me. And all of a sudden I rock like two, six, 20 miles to close out a long run. I'm like, okay, where did that come from? All right. Well, the adrenaline gets going. So yeah, he helped you. And that's amazing that you made it that far, having not ever done it in that kind of conditions. It's not like you're running in 40 degrees on a chill day and, you know, you're roasting, man. You, you need a sponsorship from like Hawaiian Tropic or somebody needs to like throw down some sponsorship dollars. Hey, seriously, for, hit, me, hit me with a Capri Sun sponsorship. Yeah, well, we'll see, we'll see what we can do. Well, one, one, one thing you definitely should check out is uh, Billy Yang has like a Y100 on YouTube. If you ever want to just check out a great clip that kind of explores his why for why he took on his first hundred at Leadville. And, you know, he's like legendary filmmaker status, like skiing, climbing, hiking, all of it. He's connected to the whole like endurance world. And you could, you just see him. It was like a different human being. He was not the same person. It's like, you're chirpy and happy right now, like me and our energy's good. But like, all of a sudden it's like, no, I'm not going. I, I'm not going to go another step. No, I, I won't make it. You know, and this is like 45 miles in. He's got 55 miles to go. And he's like, no, I, 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 I'm not going to, I'm just not going to make it. And they're like, come on, Billy, you knew it was going to be like this, man. You got to just like chill, you know, you'll come, you'll come back. Your legs will come back. And you know, it's like, you can't believe that somebody could be at that point with that much more to go and then actually finish it. So 
it's um it's epic you weren't in a race you didn't have anybody else out there like in leadville you didn't have like aid station people like you know you had your van and you had your crew you had molly you had brendan and then you had whoever you know was hooking up with you on instagram live which i'm kind of bummed because i missed out on the instagram live experience i would have been like dialing in some shit and saying some stuff and you know i would have like figured out a way to call that fucker who like called the cops i'd have been like dude i'll come down for your ass man don't fuck with my boy man let him do his shit and get his shit done and by the way where's your checkbook out man hand over some cash you know while you're threatening to lock somebody up man so before we're going to transition to the 70 your most recent 70 before we do that what do you think your obviously we know you have serious endurance talent unbelievable running aerobic capacity a lot but just that like drive and that will to keep going and go on like that's a big deal like that's that's the stuff i like to get into and explore and i don't think we have enough time today so maybe we'll have you at another time when you're not getting ready to jet off on a plane and we could just talk more like nuts and bolts of running but like where do you think that drive and like that ability to just like dig seriously deep when it gets really really hard and just that you're going to keep going man you are not going to stop you're going to keep going and get the job done where do you think it comes from no, much appreciated, man. Yeah, yeah, and I definitely love to jump back on and get into the more the nitty gritty of things too. Uh, when I'm not heading out to Puerto Rico, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, I don't know, man. I, I honestly think it's like just like um, I mean, I w- I would love to, I guess, like hear some some of the other folks' answers as well. But it would be, uh, I would say, like a lot of it is just I don't know whether it's like like a competitive like nature and also just like a lot of like like intrinsic like motivation to like get it done. I don't like. I don't know. I guess it's like it's a great like feeling of, like of accomplishment, but like you never like want to quit. I remember like I did an OSR race and I crossed over the FDR and ran in front of traffic, and uh, like all these people were like asking me like, "Dude, that was like actually like pretty dangerous. Like you shouldn't have did that." And uh, and they're like, "Why did you do that? You're not even gonna like. Win. There's not even. They're not even paying for this race. Like you're not gonna win anything." And I was like. I don't know. I was like, I just like want to win in that moment. I feel like I'm just like, like zoned in and I'm like, this is, I want to like finish this. Like I want to win. Like I want to like be competitive and like, uh, get this done. And I don't know, like, I feel like just like different times, like thinking back to, and, uh, like you were talking like about Billy. Um, and I mean, even times that like, I feel like I'm, I'm not even like being as competitive as I want to be, um, like in the top tier of the race. Like I remember I ran the black Canyon hundred K, I think like four years ago or something like that. And I got through like halfway through of it. Uh, and it was like, I think in my first year of like running ultra or something. And I just like, I was like, this sucks. I like sat on a rock for like, like 15 to 20 minutes, just like sitting out there. And I was like at the halfway point. And I was like, what am I doing out here? Like, and, um, and I just like sat there and then I was just like, man, I gotta like get through this. Like, no matter what, I feel like it's like a stepping stone to the next thing, to the next thing, to the next thing. And I, I really do feel like it kind of like builds on it, but I think overall at the end of the day, it's just like that deep, like, uh, like intrinsic motivation to do well. And then also, um, it's just like, like what I also, what I love. And I think a lot of that passion and love comes out as well. Cause that's what I tell people too. I remember again, like, uh, I ran a different race at the, at, at one of the beginnings of my like ultra career. And I was like, just like toasted. I was like freezing cold. I was like walking at the top of this mountain, just getting like roasted by all these people passing me. And, uh, and I was like, you know what? I was like, I took a second when I was doing that. And I felt like shit too. And, uh, I just like looked around and I was like, this is still super sick. Like, and I was like, this is awesome. And, um, so I was like, at the end of the day, I think it's just like all about that too. It's like, uh, it's like a really good time. Even when you're in that hurt locker, I think it's like a, a fun journey to be on. Oh, hell yes, man. And I'm glad you referenced OSR. Cause that is to me, that is like the exact descriptor of like what OSR is. I mean, even, even one of their Tuesday night runs, it doesn't, it's not a race, man, but it's, it can still turn into one in a, in a fucking blink of an eye, man. People are cutting across the crosswalk and jumping over the concrete barrier. I'm trying to remember the guy, he's won a bunch of races. I swear he hurdled like a FedEx guy or UPS guys, like hand truck. He, it was like steeplechase. Like he's won the price is right. What's his name? It's like something, the price is right. They call him the price is right. But dude, it was like steeple, man. He freaking hurdled the thing. The guy was going across the thing. He didn't even stop, man. He just like went right over. And I was like, classic OSR moment captured you going the wrong way or cutting across the divider. That's you know, that's it, man. It's just in you, man. That's all it is. And it's a, and it's a cool thing, man. It's super cool. 
Yeah, it's yeah, man. Shout out to shout out to Kyle Price. Yeah, he's Kyle, always he's ripping it. it, man, all the time. Yeah, he is there every Tuesday. He is at every race, and he is always crushing it and uh, uh, always making those like major leaps over things. So it's uh, he always has some explosive, cool shots. Yeah, we gotta love that. And of course, shout out to Joe OSR and the whole crew, man, because that's that's just so much fun. Um, you talked about like in this in this whole damn year of just being down, you're doing that hundred. Got a lot of people inspired, fired up a lot of people. A lot of people donated. When I did my 10 in 10 weeks, like like people were just, they were moved. You know, they want to see those meals showing up. They want to see something good happening in the community. And people are like, dude, you're going to run another one next week? I'm like, yeah, man, I'm not running fast. I'm just running 26 miles. They're like, yeah, but dude, you're still, and I was doing them all solo. You know, I didn't have like a, I didn't have people. The last one, one of my good buddies, Greg Mack, and a good good buddy of mine, he ran the last one with me because he knew I was like done. It was I was so done. And run, my son ran uh, twelve of twenty six up in Vermont uh, together. I did one up there. But um, yeah, it's it's great when you got people that you can hook up with and tap into. So do you got a couple more minutes to go over the most recent seventy one because that's the other one that you just rocked, which was just totally awesome. Oh, a thousand percent, man. Yeah. Sorry. I was seeing that it was getting kind of dark in the, in the car. So I was, uh, I was jumping outside. So it's a little more light. Awesome. <laughs> okay, good. I was like, oh, he's getting ready to jump on a plane, man. For people that can't see what's going on in Zoom, man, our boy over here is like moving. I thought he's getting out of the cab and he's getting ready to board the plane over here. <laughs> like he's taking the window seat, man, or whatever. But yeah. So, so tell us a little about your most recent endeavor, rocking the 73 miles across the five boroughs and like where that idea, you know, came together. Cause you know, totally different charitable component and all that. So I just think that one, that one's just totally awesome. Yeah, man, it turned out again, like, uh, really, really unbelievable, um, for all the support and all the things that we're able to, we were able to link up with. Um, but basically Brendan and I, uh, after the, the one we did in, in March, the 100, we, we basically were like thinking again, we're like, wow, that was like super, super awesome and got great, um, great traction. We were able to give back in such an awesome way. And so, I mean, both of us, like me with running and him with like photography and videography, we're like, we're basically doing a lot of this stuff anyways. And, uh, like we want to just keep thinking of ways where we can like link up with both of our talents and give back with it. And so we're like, what, what can we do next? And, uh, so basically, yeah, that's kind of how I like started to arise. And, uh, I started talking to him about the, the food bank because there was a challenge going on within the city, which connected all, uh, five boroughs. And basically it was a challenge going on. It was like, who can raise uh, $40,000 the fastest um, to raise over 2 million meals uh, for New York City's uh, food insecure? And so I was like, hey, man, I think this is like a really rad idea. And I was like, what if uh, we try to like link up with this like somehow? Just because I think not only, um, at least from my mind, and I think Brennan agrees with me as well, like uh, not only is it like an awesome way to, to, to raise like money for like, uh, and give back for like these like charitable causes, but I like, I'm always trying to think of ways to like link everybody together and make everyone like, uh, just like have like a really good time and like be, be together and like, uh, enjoy the sport and everything like that. So, so basically I was like, I think this is it. Like, I was like, I think all of these boroughs are kind of like, uh, trying to like link together for a common cause with all this, like, there's this fun, like, uh, like challenge within it. And so I first started like scouting. I was like, what if I ran around every single borough? And then I was like, that is like way too far of a run. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, I don't know if I'm going to do that. So then um, uh, I thought of the idea. I was like, okay, what if I ran across every borough? And then it gives like every like person and crew and in uh, uh, each borough a chance to come out, like run and support and be a part of this whole thing. And then other people can call in if they want as well, if they don't feel comfortable calling out or if they're away. And, um, and yeah, I was like, so I think this is like the perfect thing. Cause it links together all five boroughs. It links together the city. into one thing. And, uh, we can raise, um, money for this great cause. And, and we did it, man. Uh, it ended up turning out, we, we've raised over, uh, almost two and a half million, uh, meals so far. And I think there's about 1.1, 1. 1, uh, food insecure people within New York city, uh, city's limits. Uh, so it's almost like we've raised almost like two meals per person. Um, so pretty rad. That is epic. I mean, it's totally epic work. And uh, definitely shout out to Brandon. If he's the one who put the um, the video together that I saw that kind of documented a day, man, the dude's talented. I love uh, the work that he's done. I just like the way he shoots. And 
it just it's a combination of a lot of stuff. Some of it's tight, some of it's you know far out a little. You know the framing of it and just the way this it, it kind of puts it together, the narrative and the storytelling. It's it's just awesome, man, and it's great. And the fact that you tied all the burrows in. It's epic, man. I mean, the only time we get to run all five barrels is when we're running the marathon. And, you know, it's not like you're going to go cruising across this, the Verrazano to start your day. So I know when I was watching the video, you had to like race to get the ferry to get the whole thing started, man. You guys were like boogieing really fast to, uh, you just made it by like a minute or two, right? Yeah, man, definitely. Yeah. Uh, so basically we, we made it there, like, I think at like 655 or 656. So we had like five to four to five minutes and, uh, uh, but then like we couldn't find the exact like entrance. And we're like, oh no. And then we saw like a few people like sprinting down the sidewalk towards it. We're like, we're going to follow them. Follow them. Like, chase, yeah. chase them into the ferry. Uh, but it, it was cool, man. Yeah. And that, that was also a very like special moment. Uh, just like cruising in uh, across, uh, across catching the ferry and cruising across in the morning and uh, the sun just coming up with uh, Brendan and uh, going into the city. It was, it was really cool. Yeah. The shots are epic. And, you know, in the show notes, we'll link to your on page, which kind of, walks through that whole day and experience. And I'm sure the video was housed there. I'm pretty sure that's the first place I saw it. And, you know, we'll have links up to your Instagram page, but yeah, I mean, I think the coolest thing is besides doing like epically good work for people who need food right now, the weather gets cold. Um, there's more homeless people now than ever. I mean, people are losing jobs. It's just, it's just a wonderful, you know, cause to, to focus on and put attention on. But like you said, you're getting other people out there to get involved with it. You know, whether they join you for two miles or four miles and they're representing their club, you know, I run for central park track club, you know, I don't care who you, who you roll with. It doesn't matter. I don't even care if you don't roll with anybody. If you're just a runner, you're down with me. You don't, you don't have to be hooked up and, you know, part of any specific tribe. If you run and you move, you're cool. You know, it's good. And if you're out there doing something and you're raising money and it's for a good cause, it's just, it's awesome work. So to tackle two major things in one year is, you know, huge kudos, man. I got, massive respect no much appreciated man yeah and i i totally uh i mean that's my that's my vibe as well i just like love that vibe you know it's just like i'm totally like uh i, I guess i am a part of clubs but uh i'm just like i feel like almost like like definitely always our vibe too it's like unsanctioned unclubbed kind of like it's just like i'm just like trying to like get everybody together have the best time uh everybody's out here doing the sport together and it's definitely fun to be competitive but like let's all have a good time and like uh make some cool changes in the world Hell yeah. And it's like, that's what's cool about OSR. Like, I mean, think about it, dude. I'm going to be 60 in January and I'm sitting there going, if I fucking show up, these people are going to go, who is this fucking old dude showing up? I'm like, fuck that. I'm coming to the Tuesday night run and I'm rolling. And I just like, I mean, I literally had that dialogue out loud, like talking to myself out loud because I do that regularly. And my dog looks at me like, what's he doing now? Like, you know, you know, we're not just doing a podcast guest on out loud conversation or on the runs where you think you're talking out loud. I'm like, don't even try that fucking bullshit excuse. Show up. And if they drop your ass in two blocks, they drop your ass. Like you'll figure it out. You'll figure out how to get back. You know, you'll figure out how to get back to Orchard Street, man. You know the city. The thing that's a little tricky for me is they let they do a lot of stuff in Brooklyn, and I just don't know Brooklyn well, so it gets a little dicey. But you know what's cool about that? I did the two o'clock race, and I was just chasing people like my life depended on it, man. Like it was literally like if I don't catch the next human being that's up there around the corner, and of course you know they could be going the wrong way too, as you know in those races. Yeah, you know. <laughs> You're chasing someone that maybe isn't even going the right way, you know, but it's so epic, man. All of that stuff is epic. And that's the kind of the stuff I try to preach on my pod is like, you know what? There's something you can do every day to have an impact. So doing a charitable thing, go up and run, run an OSR race or for me, and I'm going to sign up for a hundred mile race in April, man. I have no idea if I can do it. I don't care. I'm going to go out there, man. I'm going to throw down and I don't care if I got to walk, crawl and do all that stuff in between. I want to find out if I'm going to hallucinate and see, you know, people out there on the trail. I don't know what's going to happen to me, but I'm looking forward to that experience, man. I want to see, I want to see what happens, man. Heck yeah, man. Dude, this is like firing me up right now. I love it. It's going to be so awesome. (laughs) Well, here's one thing I'm going to tap into you for, because you've done this twice so successfully now. So my 60th birthday, January 29th. Okay. I'm going to send you a text. You put it on your calendar. I want to run 60 miles on my birthday, not 60K, 60 miles, fuck the 60K bullshit, trying to come up with some <laughs> fake stuff. You know, no, 60, 60 miles. And I want to raise money for something. I don't know what, it doesn't matter because it really doesn't matter. It could be food bank. It could be more in healthcare again, where I work in that industry. I don't care what it is. 
And, you know, I know lots of people too. Brendan is your guy. I know Johnny Zhang filmed all the, all those different race series that were going on because he runs Central Park Track Club with me. I know him well. So I could probably get somebody out there like a Brendan to do some, you know, shots of the day, if you will. And I know you got the 31 miles is a natural one right around Manhattan proper, but I got to do 60. So I'm not going to do it twice. I don't think. And I sure as hell ain't doing five burrows because I'll be lost, dude. And that'll be the end of me. I'll never be heard from again. My show will be off the air and to be no more Ron runs NYC to be Ron's gone. Like we, we last saw him trying to run 60. So I'm going to pick your brain. I want some ideas. I want some help. Um, and I know I want to do the same thing. Cause I know if I put it out there and just say, Hey, I'm doing this on my birthday. I know people will come, you know, I know you got to be safe with COVID, but you know, man, you can run six feet apart. It ain't no big deal. I'm not looking for anybody to run 60 miles with me. They can just, like you said, run five miles, run 10, hang out, you know, be out there, hand me a Gatorade, you know, hand me a gel, you know, bullshit with me for a little while, you know, make, make me crack a few jokes, you know? Yeah, man. A thousand percent. I mean, I, that's exactly what it's all like all about, you know, like, I mean, that's exactly how it was too, like throughout the whole 73 and like how special that was. Like, I, I think I only ran alone, like for like, like five miles of the entire thing, which is like, like bonkers. And it was like from people like running, like, uh, there was a guy in Staten Island, David, he ran like almost the whole length of Staten Island with me, which is like 16 miles. Damn. And then there was people that was running like, like a mile, half mile with me, or there were just like some people that came out and like, were like, were cheering. I even, uh, one of the girls that met me in Queens, uh, Maggie, she was like, Oh my God, I saw you were coming by. I was like in the middle of like cutting my boyfriend's hair and I just like ran out of the house. <laughs> and so she like showed up, we like hung out and like chatted for a second. And then we like took off and her boyfriend then met up with us with like half his haircut and ran like, <laughs> like a half a mile with us. It was like so fun. So I think that's like what it's all about, man. It's just like everybody coming out, like having a good time. And, uh, you know, just like just doing their thing. And it's, it's a lot of fun. I feel like so many, so many cool stories along the way. That's epic. I mean, I think if it's Maggie Sullivan, I know Maggie cause she's run for Central Park Track Club and very well uh, connected in the community. Totally awesome. Good, good, good person, man. Good people, man. A lot, of, a lot of good vibes from Maggie, a lot of fun to hang with, but it's sweet. And um, you guys raised all, you got all those meals, you got involved, you got people to come out there and help you out. You documented it. It's good stuff, man. And I love so on is where you're working and they're like on the website, they're documenting, you know, the stuff that you've done, which I think is great. Um, so your relationship with them, I mean, you're, you're working with them, doing work for them and are they sponsoring your running, doing stuff like that as well or? Yeah, man. So I actually, I, uh, I'm technically on uh, our athlete, our athlete team as well, um, for like our, like Toronto ultra side of things. And then, uh, I also work, um, specifically with the brand as, uh, I'm in charge of like performance running and like community within New York city, uh, which kind of, I just got that elevated position over the last like few months, which is like pretty rad, but yeah, man, it's been, it's been really cool. It's been really cool to kind of like a mash up, um, the, the company that I'm working with, with a lot of things that I'm doing. And it's, uh, I'm re definitely really fortunate and lucky that they're like on is such a good place to be. And they're so down to back, um, uh, just like really like charitable, like and communal things. So it's a, it's a really cool, really cool comp uh, compliment of each other's. I think it's great. And, um, you know, companies like that can really grow their business and, you know, grow the community aspect of what they're doing with their products by getting involved and supporting, you know, these kind of efforts that you're doing and other athletes that are doing that are part of, part of their program. So, so kudos to on man and what they're up to and, you know, supporting you. Great. Um, you know, that's what we need, man. We need, you don't need a lot in this world. You just need, you know, a bunch of people that are like going in the same direction, man. And it's like, you know, like you said, the energy is good. You feel it. You're like, okay, I'm going to do this. I'm, I'm ready to rock and roll. And we know you, we know you, um, we know you got the biking history. So, and you're a Florida boy, so you must be able to swim. So we got to get you in an Ironman one of these days. We got to, we got to put that down on your, on your list because I think you could do some damage, man. Dude, dude, toss me in there. Let's go. <laughs> do, do you dabble in any of the, any of the tries? I, I actually started and try. That's why I said like the crash in Central Park was the, the, was COVID, you know, just losing my mind. Like I, I'm, how many miles can you just run when you're bored and there's no races and there's after the charitable stuff. I just wanted to do something different. So I broke the trek out of, you know, prison and said, all right, it's time to start rocking the trek, starting to start grinding the miles again. And, you know, pretty quickly, you know, I was doing, you know, 50, 60 mile rides, you know, getting some good elevation and feeling strong. And, you know, that's what I just said. I'd done 
up to half Ironman. I'd done a bunch of 70.3s and was doing really well. I suck in swimming. I'm literally the worst swimmer in the history of triathlon. <laughs> like no one. If there's a video of how not to swim and how to be the slowest swimmer in the history of triathlon, there would be like a Google page and be like, that's the dude. He can't do a flip turn. Everybody made fun of me. Like, I just love it. But the hey, people- well, I might be able to give you a run for your money for that time. <laughs> Well, the people, dude, the people at my tri club were all like college D1 swimmers and they did, it was like torture. So, you know, like back when you could swim in the same lane and there was no COVID, people just hammer your feet and they just like go around you to be like, fuck you, man, stop doing this shit. But here's the thing though, dude, the bike workouts and the run, those same people that were kicking your ass in the pool, they'd be like, oh, sorry, who's leading the track workout today? Oh yeah. Oh, sorry. That's me. Oh, it's the hilly bike ride. Oh yeah. How was that swim the other night, man? Let's go bitches. Let's go. So yeah, we did definitely Iron Man in the future for sure. We'll we'll get we'll get you back into the mix. I got a new Trek Madone on order. I can't wait to get it and roll with that bad boy. So when you're ready to break the bike out, we'll get some miles in the park. We'll hit nine W and uh, and do some stuff there, man. Because there's some rad people out there killing it. Let me know, man. Seriously, I am so down. I'm down to tackle uh, tackle an Ironman 2021 or 2022. Let's do it. I'm down to jump into one. Let's do it. So what other than that, what else is, what do you think out there in the future? I know like Western States has got to be like in your mark. What about the the UTMB and all those races over there? I'm thinking they would be like, are, I mean, do you like the high climbing races, a lot of elevation? Because that is so technical. Like UTMB and those races, I think that's why the US runners don't do as well because our mountains are just not like their mountains. They're nothing like, you know, you can go out there and run the Grand Canyon all day like Walmsley and those guys do, but it's not the same kind of courses. And Killian and these guys are fucking running downhills they're running downhills faster than a skier, you know, can go it's down, man. Crazy. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah, man. Um, yeah. So like in the future, I mean, that's definitely, uh, that's definitely a goal of mine. That was a, that was a goal of mine this year, um, was, to, to try to snag one of those golden tickets to make it out to Western. And, uh, that's definitely on my, on my bucket list. And yeah, I'm definitely starting to get more into the, into the realm of, uh, trying to jump over overseas a little bit more and kind of get more experiences. But I, I really do enjoy, uh, I enjoy some of those like high, high mountain. And, uh, I really do love the technical stuff. And, uh, I think it's still like, uh, probably part of it. I, the reason I like it is, uh, I think it just like kicks my ass so hard. Um, so, uh, it's kind of fun, like dabbling in that. And I feel like it's like almost like a, a new type of adventure. And, uh, I mean, yeah, like you said, man, like I've, I've gotten to explore over, over in Europe, uh, just a tiny bit. And every time it's been so, so rad. And, uh, so I definitely want to get back out there and the energy, of like the people and the environment of like the spectators. I feel that like some of those races were like crazy. Like in that, in that Portugal race, man, it was like crazy. Seriously. Like I was like running through like tunnels of people. Like I felt like I was like in the tour de France, like everyone's like cheering, like people like knew like all these like, like pro trail runners all throughout Europe. And I was like, dude, this is like crazy. Like it was wild. It was super cool. I'm so glad you brought that up because if you watch a UTMB race and again, Billy Yang's got multiple films out there and um, other uh, really, you know, top filmmakers film this stuff. Those races, they're nothing. It's basically like soccer, they're football and running. It's what it's like. The energy is insane. I mean, there it is Tour de France and ultra running and trail running all. It's a mashup of all the above. And the people are going freaking wild with the cowbells and screaming and yelling and banging on you and everything. And yeah, if it doesn't get you fired up, man, there's definitely something wrong. Yeah. Um, the thing is, like, I just don't think I can do that much climbing. I think a good race for you would be like Lake Sonoma. I think you would really, I mean, that's like all of those, you know, the cowboys are all rolling out there. You know, all of those guys are crushing it. It's single track. It's crazy elevation. But you're looking at like the Bay Area. You're looking off the cliffs. And I do think that would be a great race. They have, they have 100K this year and a 50 miler. So I think they just added a hundred K. I don't think they have a hundred miler out there. I think it's a hundred K it's a new race on their, on their schedule. That course would be, I think would be a good course for you. And the hard rock is like the hard rock is supposed to be like the toughest 100 out of all of them. That one's supposed to just like beat people to a pulp. So <laughs> I don't know. I don't know about that. Or like when I was watching Billy's film, I'm like Leadville, 12,000 feet. I'm like, wait a minute, man, you went to Colorado. You know what elevation is like. I'm like 12,000 feet. Like, no, I mean, I ran mags. I know what mags is like, but you were, you were probably running 20 milers at six flat pace. Tell me, you got to give me at least one good mag story. There's no way I'll let you roll out of here before a good mag story. Oh man. Yeah. So, uh, I got, I definitely got one for you. So, 
Um, so when I, when I was out of Colorado, so, uh, every week we, you'd like show up on Sunday and I feel like it was like every other week we would go, we would call it going up high and we'd go up to like, like 10,000 feet or like Magnolia or something like that and, uh, run some of those like famous roads. And so it was like one of those weeks and, uh, Wetmore was like telling us, he's like, yeah, it's going to be like, uh, he's like, it's going to be like more of a down week. Like, don't worry. Like I'm peeling back the pace a little bit, like all this stuff. And then, um, and I was like kind of surprised because he's not usually like one to care about this stuff, but like Flow Track came to like film us. <laughs> and he was like, everybody's like running like 540 pace and everyone's going at least like 20 miles. <laughs> and we were just like, oh like my what? <laughs> and I, I don't think we ended up like averaging that fast, but like we we ran like significantly faster than, than uh, what we used to do. I think we ran like right under six uh, minute miles for like 20 miles. And I was like, Right. Yeah. yeah. Like, like oh, toast geez. for like, I'm dead for like a week or something. I mean, that is just uh, for anybody. I'll, I'll even tag that in the show notes to like running with the Buffaloes. Maybe my, one of my favorite running books of all time. And um, my son ran for Regis high school in the city. He was captain of cross country team. And before his senior year, we were doing college visits. We're out at Stanford and we were, you know, making our way around to different schools we were looking at. And we actually did a trip to Boulder just to run max literally just because i was just like dude it was way more for me i mean i'm more of a crazy psycho running junkie than anybody my son's like okay all right fine we'll go to boulder dad i'm like ronnie this is like legendary to run he's like okay we'll run and i remember it was my biggest moment ever because he was like totally fit back then could like kill me in shorter distances but at mags i took him and then the next day we went to chautauqua park dude he buried me like destroyed <laughs> like literally there's still blood on the trail like he was like running up you know like a goat and i was just like what like what how he's recovered he's back it's he's like, like, bonkers, no man. yeah it was over you know what I'm, an I'm, animal yeah i'm sure you run i'm sure you liked uh rocked a lot of miles there too right chautauqua right or if i'm saying it right i don't even know if i'm saying it right yeah but. man dude nailed it yeah chautauqua yeah uh, yeah i i explored quite a bit there uh, a lot of fun running through like the mesas and stuff right right there and then like right under the flat irons i mean it's so pretty out there yeah so 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 gorgeous well what uh Anything else? If you have anything else that's coming up, man, just let us know before we roll out of here. Anything else you're thinking of, man? We got to some of your really big charitable stuff. And, um, you know, I'll link up, you know, all your, you know, running resume stuff, you know, web stuff so people can get a little more information on you. But if you got anything else that's coming up or you're even thinking about, you know, let me know. We'll, we'll hit that before we roll out of here. No, much appreciated, man. Yeah. So yeah, next year, just, I'm definitely like looking at trying to like uh, tackle the hundred distance uh, a little bit more. And, uh, and then other than that, man, I mean, uh, I think just like, um, also, I guess like the positive vibes that like Brennan and I, and like all the fun that we've had, um, uh, doing some of these like charitable events from this year, I mean, definitely looking to do, uh, quite a bit more in 2021. Um, uh, so nothing like set in stone yet, but yeah, definitely, uh, keep track of us and, um, uh, yeah. So, uh, you can come out and join the next, next one that we do. Uh, it'd be a lot of fun. Definitely, man. I, I won't be able to hang too many miles with the kind of paces you're going to be ripping, bro. But, you know, unless I could just flash myself back to my 30s, man, you know, it's not going to happen. But, you know, if you need somebody for some fun commentary and, you know, whatever, I could definitely rock the miles for sure. Without a doubt, man, dude. And you're going to you're going to take me to the ring or two on the bike. We got to train for the Ironman. Yeah, Let's we're, we're going to do it, man. We're going to have a good time. Do you, do you know uh, Don um, from Fix? Do you know Don? Um, from yeah, yeah. Henwood Hounds. Don's a good buddy. And, you know, Jerry from NYAC. Jerry, both of those guys are doing a ton of riding over the winter, you know, as during this COVID season. I think both of them are going to really get into doing some tries and stuff. So we could put together, we could put together a fun group, man, because those guys are like doing some really long rides up to Bear Mountain and everything. And, um, you know, or get our, you know, put together a fun trail run, man, go out to Rockefeller or something, you know, and get out there and do something fun. Thousand percent, man. I'd love that. All right, cool, man. Listen, I appreciate you so much coming on, man, especially with all your scramble around here, getting ready to boogie and uh, really appreciate you taking some time to come on the show with us, man, and tell us what you've been up to, man. No, much appreciated. Uh, thanks so much, man, for for having me on. And uh, I'm really looking forward to, to catching up uh, when I'm back in the city and uh, 2021 is going to be a heck of a year. All right, man. This is how we roll out. We always say peace out, everybody. And always remember to stay in the fight, man. Heck yeah. See you, my friend. Wow. I hope you all are feeling a massive jolt of positive energy after listening to David Kilgore's inspiring story. I know I still am feeling it. Um, 
listened to this pod a couple of times before we made final edits and got it released, you know, right after the new year for you all. Hopefully to just, you know, give everybody a huge jolt and shot in the arm to start this year off right. I think it just really makes you think about what more we can all do in our day-to-day lives and within the community. How can we work together to create change, the kind of change that we want to see? And I think that's what uh, is most endearing and by far the most inspiring quality about David, his ability to rally others to important causes, you know, getting his girlfriend Molly and Brendan involved um, and his mom on on the crew side in Florida, Brendan creating these great videos and movies um, that kind of, you know, narrates the project and, and tells it in that first person view so beautifully. And uh, again, his just his energy and enthusiasm for life is infectious. So I hope you all will get a big lift for that as we roll in to 2021 and we put 2020 in the rear view. So can't thank you enough, David, for sharing your joy for life, your energy, and your charitable endeavors with us. I know it's going to move a lot of people. So if it uh, moves you as it as it has me, please, as always. Run Chat's audience, take a moment to share it on IG stories, Instagram, or Facebook. Help us find some new followers and join our join our team for 2021. Couldn't do the show without you. I thank you all so much for being part of it. You guys are the best. And as I always say, keep lacing them up, keep getting out the door, and always remember to stay in the fight. God bless, peeps. 